is not about murder per se. It's about resolution. Welcome back to Brutally Honest Reviews, everyone. I'm Evan, and we are resuming the podcast, finally. I'm joined here by Justin and Rob, and today we're doing a three-person podcast because this is going to be our core group, and every week we're going to bring on a rotating fourth who's going to be an independent actor or a comedian or just some nobody who we found on the street. So welcome to Brutally Honest Reviews, and today we're reviewing Sicario 2, a.k.a. Day of the Soldado, I believe. I think so? Okay. I'm very Irish. English translation, Assassin, Day of the Soldier. Nice. So Sounds wrong, though. What, what do you guys think about the, the title right off the bat? Because um, I'm not a fan of it, but I mean, I've seen Sicario 1, so I don't hold Sounds that against so it. much better in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I personally think it's stupid to keep uh, changing the way you name your sequels. It's a sequel. It's not a sequel. Technically, it's a sequel. It's, not it's, a- it's like a sequel that doesn't directly follow the story of the original. Is an anthology a sequel? I don't think I would consider it. No. I mean, it's part of the same universe. Yes. It's not a direct sequel. It doesn't. It's not like it picks up five minutes where the last one went off. It's like a and it kind of goes off yeah. on its own storyline. I mean, from my point of view, it's just confusing. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But I mean, anyway, um, Sicario two. Um, first thoughts, Rob. This was a lot more action orientated than the first one. I liked the action. The story was kind of like didn't really pay attention to it as much as you did in the first one. You didn't really need to. Yeah. And I really liked the action in this one. Yeah. I kind of thought that. Well, I'm gonna go a little broader here. I thought that the first one did a very good job of like making Act One and Two very leading and and suspenseful, and then Act Three in the first one was just like, bam, yeah. and then the second one was just like, nope, 100% action from jump to jump to jump to jump to jump, and I was like, and it puts you in a weird position where you're like, you don't feel that same suspense anymore. Like you start killing immediately. It's not building up to anything. You, yeah, you start killing immediately, and you're just like, all right, we're here now. Yeah, for me, I think that, and I don't want to give away any spoilers for either movie, um, even though you should have already seen at least Sicario 1, um, but Sicario 1, kind of the way that they build the tension, it starts building really early in the movie, so you're automatically, you're already thrown into the story that the tension makes you follow the story, but then you get into 2, and 2 kind of just delivers action after action, and then somewhere in like the third act, I would say, they start to really pull the plot out of it and, and, and you really start to get into it yeah yeah so going into it um when we start the movie we see um josh brolin who is our lead character matt forget his last name um we see him go in and he's going to interrogate this otherwise um somalian criminal um who is in connection with ship robberies and in specific he is going in to check why he let a certain ship pass through a port that he guards where he could have just pillaged it and the guy doesn't really seem to want to give up the information obviously Uh, Josh Brolin makes a funny joke about how he might waterboard him somewhere else but because they're in Africa anything goes Um, and then he starts actually pulling out a laptop and shows him his family and just start killing off family members one by one, 
What do you guys uh, think about that? Well, maybe we should back up to the, the actual true beginning where it just opens into a terrorist scene. Yeah. Because I thought that was, like, the most divisive way to start a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Fitting for this one, but, like, uh, I'm not sure. Like, what, what did you... Happen before, yeah. you... Like, the movie just sets up, and a bunch of dudes get out, walk into a shopping mall, and you're like, I don't know where this is going exactly. And he's just like, Allah goes, boof. Yeah. And then boof, and then boof, and then boof, and I'm just sitting there going, like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, in the first one, it was all about the cartels. Yeah. This one brought in terrorism, which eventually led to the cartels. Yeah. Which was, it is a weird way to start it, but I thought it was like a cool way. To, like it was a cool way to start it because it built you emotionally up for whatever they. I think that scene set the mark for everything they did in the rest of the movie. Like the first one, you had Emily Blunt being the moral, the moral like rope that brought you back to morale. Like the thing that brought you back to morality was Emily Blunt in the first one. This one was like the only thing that brought you back to morality was just. That first scene of terrorism, yeah. we are like, eh, so this is all justified now. Yeah, to explain, so let's explain that scene more. Like, what happened is like four guys went into a supermarket, right? Yeah, and blew up like what 20, 30, 30 innocent people. I think it was actually 15 um, in like, the news broadcast, some number in the teens. Yeah, dead. yeah, so that happened, and then Josh Brolin, Matt tries to go figure out, you know, what you know, who's behind this, and he gets a lead. Goes to that Somalian pirate and starts interrogating him, starts blowing up family members. And that's where we end up going into another kind of a boardroom scene where they're meeting and discussing, hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to, how are we going to figure out who did this? How are we going to put pressure on the cartel? Um, who they think did this, uh, this tragedy. And they end up. Um, enlisting Matt to uh, find uh, Benicio del Toro, which is his name Alejandro. 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 Yeah. One of us is saying it right. Yeah. Yeah. What and did? No, go on. Sorry. Keep going. And, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about after? So after that whole scene in the shipping container where he's interrogating uh, the Somali pirate, there's like never a callback to any of that. No. Ever again. No. I don't even, like, pro maybe it's because I don't remember it, because it was just, like, in transitions, but that happens, they find out it came from a Mexican cartel, and, like, that's it. Then you yeah. never get a call back to the terrorism until, you know, the third yeah. act, the and then, end of the and, it, which isn't even a callback, it's just really, like, we did all this for what? Yeah. Um, so yes, we were mad that that plot was never resolved, and we know, I was waiting till the end, but you couldn't wait. Because <laughs> well, they never came back to it. Well, because I think it's kind of important because that part doesn't really get brought back up again. Never. Like, like by the time we get to the end of this, we're not going to talk about it again other than our anger for why it never got resolved. Although, yeah. think about this, though. It could. What, what if the reason why they didn't come back to it is actually metaphorical to the, the terrorist attack not being, like, the source of the importance that the government places on things? Do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm giving the director and the writer too much credit, but maybe the maybe they're playing it off like it's just another terrorist attack. And what's really behind it is what's boiling underneath, and that's the cartel versus government. Well, maybe yeah. When I also when they found out the true origins of the terrorists, that's kind of where like everything was thrown away. You're like, oh, okay. So I mean, they threw that away with one line. Yeah. Like they're from Jersey. It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. It changes yeah. the narrative, and you're like. No, no, bring, bring back the narrative, because I want to know what the fuck happened. 
But no, they're just like, we threw it in the trash. Just goes yeah. to show you how much Jersey sucks. <laughs> Whole place smells like If that. I had to deal with all those tools, I too would blow up a shopping mall in Texas, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Justin's going to be removed from the show, so anybody who wants to become a third guest in a podcast show... Now is your time. <laughs> if you've been to Jersey, you will agree. Uh, move on. Anyway, so... Um, then we're introduced to this schoolgirl who has... Um, well, obviously has daddy issues, duh. But um, schoolgirl who beats up girls. Basically, Obviously, she's rough. Obviously, her dad is rough, and she grows up around violence, um, which is weird because later in the story, when she's exposed to violence, she's kind of a little bitch. Um, this is extreme violence, though. So. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but, like, her dad is, like, the, the kingpin. I doubt I mean, he lets her around when he's having business handled. Yeah. I mean, she's probably seen guys get slapped around a bit. Probably not tortured, she, shot, stabbed. Yeah, you're probably right. Things she like that. Probably doesn't understand what her dad does yeah. until... Not to the fullest extent. I think she yeah. understands what her dad does when she, like, meets Alejandro. Yeah. Um... You know, later on, going to be like, oh, I know who you are, and Jesus, you are killing everything that walks. <laughs> so, so we meet her, we see that fun exchange with the, the, um, the dean, I guess, yeah. at the private school, mm-hmm. and uh, then, you know, she gets off school, doesn't get expelled, of course, because her, obviously the dean knows who her dad, her dad is. Um, Alejandro and Josh Brolin set up this... Um, I guess ambush or or kidnapping, and uh, they kidnap the girl uh, Isabella, and they put a um, you know they tape her hands, they put a they put goggles over her face, they put a bag over her head, and they bring her to this random um, I don't know hideout I guess they would call it or whatever the makeshift hideout where they want to stage. Another kidnapping to make it look like the game. A rescue, actually. They, yeah, they oh, yeah, stage a rescue. Yeah. yeah. They also, I think it's important to mention that they kidnapped her to, they kidnapped her to blame it on cartel number two, so yeah. that her father's cartel would go to war with that cartel and just incite the in in country riot, like civil war between two cartels. Did we ever learn the name of the Reyes cartel? Or was it... Because I know the Matamoros cartel was the one they tried to pin everything on. Did they ever I don't think they ever mentioned the name. They may have thrown the name out there, but it wasn't like they kept on mentioning it. It wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah. You just knew it was Reyes. Like, that name was just like, oh, okay. He runs so, things. So essentially, it was this Carlos Reyes guy cartel versus this Matamoros cartel. That's the feud that was basically trying to be created... Um, and I don't think they succeeded. At the end, I... No, I wouldn't say so. I don't think we know what resolved in any way, shape, or form at all in this movie. Yeah. Terrorists never resolved. That war never resolved. Alejandro never resolved. Matt never resolved. That's why I'm kind of like, is the whole the- like theme of this movie, and, and maybe of the whole anthology, is that war never changes, and that everything is, is actually has a secret motive. I don't know, maybe it's not that literal, because the first one... Does the first... Does Sicario resolve? Yeah. Kind Except of. For it kind of resolves. When Alejandro kills the guy's family, that's pretty but much... We, we do have to... Back, I guess let's backtrack to the first one for a second, because um, that one resolves because 
you find out throughout that whole movie, the only reason it's happening is because uh, the guy that he shot, uh, the guy that Aliandro shot, killed his family. And that was a weird mo- motive, because that's not at all what you thought that movie was about. But this one doesn't have that same direct motive. Seemingly? That wasn't the guy that killed his family, though, at the end, in Sicario 1. I thought that was the guy that actually killed his family. Now he's going up the tree to kill. What is that? Is that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 So he killed his kids. So so Reyes is the is the kingpin to the the uh, villain in Scarlet. That's why it's so weird. These are like alternate timelines. Yeah. Yeah. They might not even be like what what Alejandro did in the first. Might not even remotely be what what happens. I don't think it happened at all in the second one. Maybe not. Maybe this is just a different a, take on on what he would do to that same cartel for killing his family. Yeah. Like, like what happens to him is the same, but what he's projecting back onto them is not the same. It's, it's in that case, it's almost like a reboot of the series because it kind of ignores the fact that he ended that whole storyline in the first one. If he's still going after him in the second one, what's the gap in between the two movies? Well, do you remember? What do you mean by the gap? How many years in between? Oh, I don't think it ever even gives you a time frame of when never, these movies existed. We so don't know. It could be. I mean, it's clearly been a little bit. Yeah. Um, like it could be side by side. We don't like if you go with the idea that it's in a parallel universe, it's the same damn time frame. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it because one reason I don't think it seems like it's in another universe is because Sicario uh, Soldado set up set up like you already knew who these three guys were. Yeah. Um, Alejandro, Matt, and uh, the dude from Burn Notice. I can't remember his name. It's just names from Burn Notice. Oh, he was good. Um, Jeffrey Donovan. Je- yes. Yeah, he was pretty fun. He was good, but he was useless, seemingly. In the he first was one, he was pretty useless. Was Canadian that the Secretary of Defense? No, that was oh, the, guy, the guy with the glasses. That was the guy with the glasses. Okay, yeah. He was, like, snarky. Yeah. Beautifully snarky. Borderline creepy. Very creepy. It's yeah. the pedophile glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't need to be relevant, though. No, it's not that he needed to be relevant. I just didn't really know what he was doing. But he was a carry-through from movie one. Oh, so he, he has yeah. importance in movie two. Well, he, I think he was always the one to, to fly the chopper, no? No. no. I mean, he's part of Matt's team. Every time he puts a team together, that guy's always on it. Right, that's, that's the way So it's just people, people that he trusts. And that yeah. he knows can get the job done. This makes me want to, like, figure out what Matt's background is. Because it seems like... You could argue that Alejandro in both movies is the true protagonist. Yeah. Like, he truly is. But I think, like, realistically, the movie is Matt's movie. It's basically about what Matt has to do to succeed. He's setting everything up. He's so good at his job. Yeah. (laughs) Him and Alejandro. I mean, just when he's watching the videos of the sky cams, he picks things up, can go back and look at it and figure, all right, follow this guy. That's where it is. Track that cell phone. Do this. Yeah. I, I knew he was a badass in one, but I thought, like, the scene, the first scene in this movie, well, I guess, like, the set, the first real scene where you see Matt in this movie, just the way that he interrogates that guy is, you just know he's not to fuck around with. Yeah. He's going to run shit, and it's, yeah. it's a mate, like, I can't get over that scene where he's, like, he looks down at the water bottles, and you, you as the viewer are, like, he's in a water bottle boredom, and he just goes, and I'm not, I know I'm rehashing this, but he just goes, like, we're not in a country where I need to do that. Like, we waterboard in America because we can't torture. Here, I'll tear you apart. Yeah. And he goes even further. He's like, I'm going to kill your brother, your cousin, your uncle. 
Here's, I have a question for you guys that kind of drifts away from the storyline. What's worse for you, and this is gonna bring up some controversial subjects for sure. What's worse for you, killing your family members or like like ripping your fucking eyeballs out? How close you know to his family members? <laughs> we talking like brother, sister, mother, father, or like second cousin? Fuck that dude's brothers. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that. It just didn't seem. I like, like my eyes. I mean, he already said it. He's got a lot of brothers. He's gonna have more. It seemed like. It seemed like it would have been easier to torture him than to create more. No, but then again, unless they're pinning it on the same. I've also seen a lot of things like when people are actually tortured, they don't always tell the truth. They just tell them what you want to hear. I true. I understand exactly why he did what he did. Was that like basically what you just said was torture isn't always effective. Yeah, and it's messy and it's annoying. It's (laughs) you gotta think of Matt here for a second. He doesn't want to wash his hands after this. (laughs) But. But to mentally break you down and be like, talk or I'll kill your brother. And then you don't talk and I kill your brother. And you're like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. He's going to kill everybody I know if I don't do what he wants me to do. And it's just like, I think that's a little more. I think the mental is more effective. It's very quickly effective, too. Uh, Could be fake, too. Probably wasn't. It did, but it did not seem fake. No, knowing Matt, I don't think so. Like, yeah. That guy, he'll do anything to get the job done. Yeah. When he, the Secretary of Defense gave him free reign to do whatever he wants, even Josh Brolin seemed happy. Like you can see a little <laughs> twinkle in his eye. He's like, all right. He's like, murder? Who? Everyone? Yes. I will Thanos snap my way through this whole movie. <laughs> so, so back, <laughs> back to the plot. So, we have this girl who's taken into the custody of, of well, not into the custody, but she's taken by Josh Brolin, um, Matt character, and Alejandro, and they stage a rescue um, because they, they don't, she doesn't know who kidnapped her. Um, so they stage a rescue. They make it look like she was rescued by them, the same people who kidnapped her pinned the actual kidnapping on the Matamoros um, cartel. And then from there, we end up finding out, uh, we end up going into a parking lot of a supermarket where they almost run over this little boy. And uh, that is, what's his name? The little, the little uh, gangbanger? Little asshole. Little asshole. I don't, they definitely say his name, but they don't say his name. It's, when I hate someone so much, I just tend to ignore them because. Miguel. Miguel Hernandez. Real name or movie name? That's his, uh, that is his real movie name. Miguel. Yeah. It's yeah. So, we meet Miguel, and then we meet his, his, uh, fuck-up brother. Cousin. Well, cousin, 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 cousin. Yeah. And his cousin basically brings him into, um, so, smuggling Miguel. Smuggling business. Yeah, yeah. So, like, often in, like, cartels, like, Miguel, uh, like, Various kids will be taken from over the border, even like in Texas, right over the Mexican border, taken into Mexico by family members or friends, and kind of persuaded when they're kids to join the cartel and and and, and pull off murders, mainly because they can't really be charged for them um, on the same level that adults can, and they can pull it off much easier and with less uh, difficulty. Um, Any comment? This movie made it seem really easy to cross borders with a passport. So easy. 
like, True. I don't know why that's where my mind fixated, but every time they, not like the military cross the border, but you just see like, so think back to the highway scene in uh, the first one. Yeah. Uh, they got everybody that wanted to kill them just was like, we're in America now. Yeah. What? How? You got through with Uzis? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I don't know. I got stopped because of my beard going to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> was there a smartphone in the movie? Probably, right? Ever? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What? I mean, that's a little. It was a little bit kind of suspending disbelief a little bit with the border situation. Oh, I was saying if it was like further back in time. Yeah, like a little bit where before. Border oh, I see. Your point, like pre relax. pre nine eleven. I, I think, exactly. I don't think that movie at all is pre nine eleven. No. I be. I mean, they have drones. Yeah. Drones yeah. is very post twenty fourteen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I know drones are older than that. I'm just saying. Yeah. So you can't really you can't really suspend disbelief. I mean. But I mean, most it's very hard to suspend disbelief. Just one of those things to keep the plot moving. I mean, if you had to actually go through a border checkpoint and waste thirty minutes, I'm not like I don't don't mean to nitpick that part so disbelievingly. I just I just think back to every time they cross the border more than like five times per movie. The first one they cross like literally every fifteen minutes. The second one I don't actually know whether half the time if they're in Texas or in Mexico. Yeah. That wasn't really the plot. It was just nitpick. It was just kind of like, I, I just I don't know what this movie to like its time sits in. Mm. It's weird. Like uh, the I period of time it happens in the period of time the universe like three it exists days in. A week. Is it making a political statement in 2018 versus Trump? Because very clearly it is making a political statement. Now I don't want to go down that road, but it I is. I don't think it. I don't think it's. Try, I don't think this series tries to. Only because I just think this series is mainly focused on the cartel situation. I do see a lot of parallels to the government, the way the U.S. government handles things, though. I, think I don't, it, think, I don't think it ties to, like, the, our government now. I think it ties to what the core issue with immigration has always been. Yeah. Is the cartels. The cartels are the sole reason our southern border is basically like, nope. Well, it's definitely interesting to see... Like how this movie portrays it, it's pretty accurate as how, how cartels work. Is yeah. gang, gang organizes and, and and basically has people pay the cartel for their safe passage, and then they pretty much use them as their scapegoats or or, or tools of destruction. Drug mules. I've seen a lot of mules. Mules. I've, yeah. I've like seen a lot online where people and the directors and staff of the first movie were just kind of like these movies so accurately depict what that is like. Yep. What immigration is like, what the cartels are like, to some extreme. Sure, it's exaggerated a wee bit, but I don't think it is. I think it's worse than it's portrayed. Maybe some of it's oh, in real life, you don't it's see, so much worse because they won't show the rape. They won't. They, well, they, maybe they will, um, but like most most directors, most production companies won't show the rape. They won't show the actual gruesome murder that happens. Um, even worse than than in this movie. I mean, they just cut people's heads off. Yeah. No, they actually did. This movie, these movies don't even try to be gruesome. They they just show the aftermath a lot. Yeah. They they yeah. show the like this is the animals that these people like. I don't think I think if they had to show the rape and the murder and the dismemberment, like that might take away from what the, too much what the movie's trying to say because it it'd be putting. It'd be like the purge, just putting violence in your mouth instead of but story. Sicario would be a good TV series though, because of that reason. I would be so, much. so interested in Burn Notice too. On HBO or a Showtime <laughs> series, yeah. something where you could get as much violence and 
language in it to where you would need to effectively tell a story, I'd I'd watch that. They they had that show Queen of the South, which wasn't good at all. Which <laughs> tried to do that. <laughs> that they had, and uh, what else? They have? the Animal Kingdom's not really. That's that's not Mexican drug cartel. It's more like more on home turf. Um, they do cross the border though. But uh, what's it called? Sons of Anarchy. The Mayans mm-hmm. is coming out soon. That that might play into some cartel stuff too. Yeah, I definitely appreciate this movie teeters on in that reality more than any movie I think lately has ever done. Just it, it very humanizes these situations. Yeah, which is I think that makes it more uncomfortable. Like the first one made it so this conversation really just has to be about Sicario and Soldado. Yeah, yeah. There's no way we can just talk about one or the other. Um, but. It very much humanizes, like, why these movies are so fucked up. Like, yeah. it's, like, the movies are just evil versus evil. Which evil do you prefer? Do you prefer the evil that ends all evil, or do you prefer the evil that continues all evil? Yeah. And that's kind of why, like, I think we all unanimously hated Emily Blunt's character in the first in the movie. first one, yeah. Hated her. Because we... do everything by the book. She's not for, um, I don't really want to say it, because I hate politics so much with a passion, but she stood for, like, conserva- uh, conservatism. Cons- no, conservatives. no, no, she stood yeah. for morality. Conservatives. She she was the moral tie to, the, to, to what was happening. But I don't... I think that's weird. I could tear that apart I mean, in a second. But she... Her character was, like, the, the moral roping back in of everything Matt's doing. And Matt's the reason like, why I hated her so much is because she was more than just moral. She was just, like, counterproductive. She was just, like, she, she saw everything... Because you had to do it by the book with her. Yeah, that's what I mean. Her moralness was so by the book that the as the viewer who was already into like Matt kill what you gotta kill, do it, murder everything. Um, cause like that movie set it up like I want Matt and Alejandro to win. I don't even know what they're doing, but I just want them to win. Yeah. And she was just set up as this like hindrance from the jump. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know, maybe maybe that was the point. I mean you definitely like you ask people what they think about her in the first movie, and half of the people like she's useless. Why was she even in the movie? And the other half see it very logically, like she was the moral tie. Yeah, she's in my opinion, she's so necessary. Both of them are so necessary because they need you need the moral quandary to bounce off of. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a movie. Otherwise, it's just these people getting this shit done, and there's no per- there's no she there's was- no there's no like story arc. Yeah, she was the hindrance to. She was the preventative. To let Alejandro do what he needed to do if before she, we even knew what he needed to do. If she wasn't in that movie, they would have got the job done in 30 minutes. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. It would have just been like, you're right. this shit, let's go home. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. I, I, she, I'm not saying she wasn't necessary. She was. But I, I can see the argument for why people are like, I hate her face. And the other half of the people are like, if she didn't exist, this movie would be nothing. Yeah, yeah. So where do we live off in Sicario 2? In store in the plot line. So we we meet we we met the kid already. We saw that the kid saw Alejandro. Oh, yeah. that, that we, yeah. that's really important because later on in the movie, Alejandro is identified in the uh, in the um, immigrants with Isabella, and that's how he's found out is because Miguel saw him at the supermarket a couple weeks in ago Texas. in Texas. Yeah, yeah. and uh, two weeks later, it was two weeks later. I think it was two weeks later he was in, in Mexico immigrating to the United States. 
So where we left off though, Isabella had just been, they just staged the rescue. Mm -hmm. They brought her to that weird military facility where she's kind of like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, I know, you know, I don't know this world, but this seems weird. Questioning who everyone is, what they're doing, when she's going back. Do you think she knows more than she knows or? Um, I think she thinks something's fishy. Yeah. I mean, why bring her to a military base? Yeah. To return her back home. Yeah. It's all yeah. a little weird. Yeah. To her, from her point of view, it was definitely weird because yeah. they're not they don't care about her at all. Other than She's like her the- name is what she is to to their scenario. Right, right. Like if she dies, they're like fuck it. We already did what we needed to do. In a way, like Alejandro is the only person there that actually treats her like a human being. Which seems so weird to me because, like, yeah. if you if you re- think back to Sicario One, the, he just kills that dude's kids without any any fucks. Uh, yeah, but he lost his daughter, and when he's when he was, I feel like when he was forced to spend time around the girl, he realized that she was a human being too, and he kind of related her to his own daughter. He definitely relates her to her own daughter. I think he more... I'm trying to, like, think in my mind where that switch was for Alejandro in the first movie. I mean, in the second, in, in Soldado. Because nothing about his character really shines through on why he cares about her all of a sudden. He mm. shows so little remorse through one that you're like, uh, he's going to kill this girl with a pistol and bury her in the backyard. Well, through the whole movie... And he could have. Through the whole movie, he's... Uh, I mean, she's... His past... To the man responsible for killing his daughter and his, and so he he has to keep her alive. He has to keep her um, safe, and and then eventually, I feel like he kind of realizes that he's a lot like her, or she's a lot like his daughter, or something, and he realizes some kind of a moral quandary that he has himself. Yeah, I. And you have any thoughts? Well, I mean, on this. I think everyone's, partial, <laughs> everyone's partially right with why he's keeping her alive. Like, she's ultimately his path to getting his mission accomplished, getting revenge for his family getting killed. Was that was that even his mission in this movie? His that- personal mission. I mean, he's still in his the back of his mind wants to get revenge for his family, wants to kill everyone that was involved. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I see where my mind's fucking this all up because my mind's still thinking like. His role in Soldado is an immediate reaction to Sicario, yeah. and we just have no clue. <laughs> well, the goal, and it's driving me nuts. The, the collective goal we were told was kind of just to start like a feud, just to start, just to heat up some things with the cartels, but it ended up just making a path right to Reyes for Alejandro. So it was kind of like Matt, I think, was very discreet about who he hired because... He wanted to hire Alejandro, but he knows Alejandro is going to kill Reyes if he's given the opportunity. So he's like, here's your chance. I can get you to work for me, and I can manipulate you to work for me. And that's how he did it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with that one. Like, it leads to his path to get Reyes. Yeah, yeah. Man, this movie does a, a really good job of never tying a goddamn thing up. Yeah, I, like the we have we have questions from the intro to the outro to probably movie three when it comes out, which is weird because I would say that we all probably like the movie, love yeah. it, but objectively I mean, love these. The movies. timeline is 
a mess, as you can see. I mean, yeah. we've all seen it recently. It's not like we saw it three weeks ago, uh -oh. and we're trying to remember these things. It's just, the timeline was a mess. You never really given clear cut where and when it's happening. Here's my issue with with movies that decide to carry out their storylines over multiple movies is that Prometheus, for example, I love Prometheus, and it opened like 10 new questions about the universe for me and, and everybody else that liked Alien or likes... Never gonna get answered. I know, because they're not gonna get like, I mean, maybe Prometheus 2 will come out, but they're not gonna answer all the questions. They're just not. And, and, and that's the problem is like when you look at Sicario, at the end of the day, if they never make Sicario 3, does that make Sicario uh, as a series a bad series because they left so many plot holes? Well, Sicario 3 is in production. Okay. For sure. So that's sorry. The, the okay, so I guess like a little bit of story to the Sicario series, because I've done a lot of back searching through this, is Sicario 1 was designed as a trilogy. Yeah. At the very least. But it was designed as a trilogy with three different directors because yeah. they didn't want one guy to create this whole story. But there is one single writer. So it's very... I, I like that there's something that's going to tie these three movies together, clearly, and they're not going to Cloverfield this. Mm -hmm. But they're Cloverfielding it a little bit because very little has been answered. Yeah. And it, it'd be cool if just somebody would just tweet out and be like, hey, uh, different universe. Cool. I could live with the answer that they are different universes, just different timelines. Yeah. But because that maybe, maybe it is answered, and I'm ignorant, but I doubt it is. Maybe, maybe they're in the same universe, and that like makes all of this tie together. I would say fuck that idea and bring back the first director for the third one. Because oh, well, he's great. <laughs> Huh? He's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy didn't do a bad job, but no, he did. A, he did a great job, but like. Let's just let's just take a break here for a second. Zakaria One had one of my favorite scenes in film history, and and that's saying I've seen a lot of fucking movies. Um, there's a scene when they're when they're all waiting at the border in the cars, and then you see like you hear the drone of like the Jaws style score, yeah. and then you just see all the cars like inching up, and you see the aerial shot, and and that Mexican border's packed as fuck, and then you just see this like these tat like heavily tattooed clearly like gang members just like chilling in cars and shit you see a little gun pop up like a, like a shark fin like, you know what yeah i love that scene so much because like what you just said i think is important to why that scene matters mm. is that you assume because of their tattoos that they're gang members yeah. but really nothing that scene could have just dwindled down to nothing yeah it could have been no they one. built that movie up so many times to to like build suspense and then nothing and then build suspense and then nothing the whole first and second act of Sicario was build suspense and then nothing so when we finally got to that scene it was like build suspense it could it be nothing again and yeah. you see those guys with the tattoos and you're thinking for a minute like it, are, are they or am I being ignorant are they, maybe I'm being ignorant you know, and then they is, just did it and you're like oh got it part of it is that it's 2018 and, and whether like whether you like it or not there are a lot of fucking people with face tattoos so you don't know. So it's like... Well, Sicario was 2015, but I hear your point. But, like I'm saying, like, listen, hear me out. Like, back in the 70s, had this, had that scene played out, people been like, oh, there's a fucking gang members, right away. Oh, yeah. right away. Now, like, you watch that movie, and you're like, you know, it could be some, you know, some loser. Yeah. Probably. Like, am I being ignorant? But usually it's a loser. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you see what I mean, right? Like, 2018 is like the, that highway... 
ended up becoming like the ocean in Jaws. Like, because you're just lurking in like, there's all these pe- all these space and all these things in here could be an enemy, but they could not. I appreciate that that scene set the tone. It set the tone for the whole movie musically. Because of that scene, like the, the, the person that scored the movie was like, just think Jaws. For this whole movie, just think Jaws. Mm. And I appreciate that the second one, they did the same thing. They followed the idea of like, fuck your music. Let's just build suspense with horns and like that Jaws style, like dun 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 yeah. dun dun. And you're like, what's gonna happen? They didn't didn't do it as good in the sequel, um, and I don't know if that's because it was spoiled for, for me in the first one, but maybe they didn't do it as good because it wasn't the same kind of movie. Yeah, like the first one yeah. was the first one was objectively like build, 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 climax. And... First was definitely much more of a thriller. We yeah, had, we had the Jaws scene later, later in Sicario Two when they were um, driving down the dirt road. He's like, "Oh, I don't like dirt roads." That was yeah. that yeah. was similar. You knew something bad was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you could. That was so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, because you're like, "When's it gonna happen?" And then it did that. I think that scene did the 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 highway scene from Sicario One very well. Yeah, like it was a good homage to that because you, they they kind of got through the clearing and you're like, "Oh, maybe they'll be fine." Yeah. Nope. Of course the Mexican military was like, go fuck yourself. But Josh Brolin, again, I'll, he's so yeah, I, good at his job. Every minute, mm. he's asking, all right, where are we at? Anyone around us? And 30 seconds before they actually get ambushed, yeah, he checks in, fine. And then 30 seconds later, just completely, that's where they're swarmed. Yeah. And they get ambushed, people in front of them. And you see the the guy in the turret in front start to spin around, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? fuck? What's he looking at? And then he spins all the mm-hmm. way around, and he's yeah. like, oh, yep. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because yeah. originally, I mean, he's like, oh, there's people coming from the right. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, the guy's turning right, all right. And then he just completely does a 180, aims the gun at them. I'm glad we got to this, because that's actually what happens next in the storyline when we left <laughs> off. It, it's, that's weird how we worked ourselves back to that. <laughs> but yeah, that, that scene is, that, that, was, that was a pretty good scene. I um, I certainly, I love that, it's going to be a weird callback, Yeah. but it's hard to, to not give John Wick credit for the way that these action movies are done these days. Yeah. Meaning, and, I, and hear me out, I mean this in that, the way that Brolin reacts to being ambushed is like very no fox. He doesn't ask one question. He just goes, kill everything that moves. If, if they're not my direct team, kill them. Yeah. And that's a very, like, that's something that didn't used to exist in action movies that, uh, that I can remember. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just mean that he goes forth and just unquestionably does what he needs to do to, to win. And it makes him look so calculated and badass and on point. And that happened in the first movie, too. Yeah. It was just calculated and badass. And the reason I call back to John Wick is, like, that's how John Wick was. John Wick was just, like, murder. Like, there's the mission, and everything between me and what I need to do is irrelevant. I liked that. Like, like no offense, but, like, when I watch, like, a, like any kind of a military movie, when I see people pussyfooting around, like, in Jarhead... I kind of get angry and yeah. and go like like I don't want to like I don't want to see this shit like I know war sucks like I want to see <laughs> like I want to see like people who are actually doing their job the way it was supposed to be done and, and like and seeing how cool it can be done you know done the right way. I think the difference between you being aggravated and pissed off at things like that is those are just regular soldiers and 
uh, Jarhead yeah, and most yeah. other war movies. These guys are the best of the best. Right. These are guys who, when war was over, they're like, what else am I going to do? The private contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These are the best of the best. So when things need to get done, that's when they handle their business. I mean, straightforward. This maybe comes else. down to like a moral quandary with myself and how I just I'm with you in this. don't like the military. So when I see Jarhead, I'm like, well, you fucking did it to yourself. And when I see a movie like this, I'm like, well, you know, you, you know, I'm, I'm impressed. It's not like, it's not that I hate the military, but like, I hate when people go to the military and then regret it. Like they didn't know what they were fucking getting into. Yeah. No one ever you said know? the army was fun. Yeah. Nobody. I, I think. Except that the I, army. <laughs> I think that I appreciate. I don't know, like that, that that's a real personal moral conundrum. Like, why do I like when they kill immediate and quickly? Like, am I a shit human being? Probably. But oh, no, you all like, are. No, I think that it, their I, mean, I think it ties No, I think it just ties up the nonsense quickly. Because like the point of Sicario, the Sicario anthology, is not about murder per se. It's about resolution to the cause. Yeah. And Again, like, I'll call back to John Wick. It's like, that's just how these movies, some of these movies are, is they just, the killing is is a subsequent action of what the hell they need to do. Not just that, but I'm I, wearing this terribly. Humans. <laughs> I know what I am. <laughs> for the most part, humans enjoy violence. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard of Dan Carlin and Hardcore History, his podcast. We do not have four yeah. hours for No, 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 no. <laughs> this is only, I mean, he has... An episode of his smaller podcast. It's only two hours. Oh, only two. Where he goes into the history of humans loving violence. I mean, going back to the gladiatorial games, we just liked to watch bloodshed. I love that. So when they go straight to the action and get things done, I mean, inherently as humans, we've kind of grown to love that. Yeah. Not everyone, of course, but I mean. This would be a perfect segue to the first purge. Right, because we could have that. Con- you haven't seen it, but we could have that conversation about that. Maybe, maybe we'll just do that immediately <laughs> after. I'll watch that again. I haven't seen it yet. We'll pirate it on the TV right there. No, um, we won't. Pay for your movie tickets. Movie pass. Yeah, get movie pass. They don't sponsor us. They'll be dead by December. No offense. Here's the real thing. I'm a filmmaker, and I still don't believe in paying fourteen dollars movie ticket. Movie pass is the way to go. We like, we uh, well, subscription course. services yeah. are the way of the future. One hundred percent. We live in Massachusetts, where ticket prices are fourteen ninety seven at, at normal times. When I heard the national average was eight dollars, I was like, "Where the fuck is that?" Theater? All the central well, states. We're in one of the most expensive states to live in. California, Massachusetts, parts of New York. Our ticket prices are about fifteen bucks a ticket. Fifteen bucks. In Tennessee, nah, we Fine. probably don't have any viewers in Tennessee yet. There's nobody in Tennessee with internet. <laughs> yeah, okay, fuck Tennessee. That's not my point, though. My point, though, is just that the center states tickets are an average of six to eight bucks at peak. That's crazy. And yeah. we're like. Fifteen. So at fifteen dollars, any subscription service is a steal if you live in the Northeast. What's crazy oh yeah. To me is Even the, if you go is, see one movie a week, it's like all right then. You see one movie, the movie a month. Ticket. One movie a month. Movie passes. Yeah, it pays there. for itself. Like that's it up here. Why haven't theaters lowered their general ticket price yet? Because viewership's they, been down over the years. I think I think they're waiting until they have enough percentage of people into Movie Pass or AMC. To lower their price. Well, I mean, movies are also getting more expensive to make now. So they probably have the theaters pay more to get rights. Yeah, but they're making... They're, they're more expensive to make because everybody pays such a high wage and 
I don't know if it's ever going to be fixed. I don't think it's ever going to be fixed. Like, it's the same thing in sports where people are paid insane amount of money for no reason. I can maybe counter this a little bit. I and mean, you're in the film industry, but, like, I pay very weirdly nerdy close attention to how movies are budgeted. Yeah. Because I'm just curious how much money they're making back and how the industry's doing. And you look at, like, okay, The Avengers... Like, that's two, three, five hundred million dollar budgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, every movie Blumhouse makes, five Blumhouse Productions, less million. than five million. Their peak was like 15 mil. And maybe that, like, that has a lot to do with every Blumhouse movie has uh, an up and coming actor, actress. You also that's their key. You but have to take into except consideration for the M. Night Shyamalan Bing Bong movie, The Visit. <laughs> <laughs> There was, no, there was no one in that movie. <laughs> movie cost five million. What did it go make? Like a couple hundred million? Oh, really? Blumhouse yeah. was responsible for paranormal activity. Everything. They were, yeah. they were responsible for every paranormal activity. They did the new Purge. They, they're doing literally every new horror movie, and they're doing it on sub $5 million budgets. Yeah. Which is like, fuck you money in the movie industry. That's nothing. Yeah. As a film, I mean, that's low budget today. I remember growing up, low budget was a sack of shit. You oh got God. like Clerks. Clerks was like five grand. No, you got like Tremors. 20, but. Tremors, <laughs> Tremors 2 with the ass blasters. I'm probably going to make my first feature for less than that, you know? Yeah, but I mean, that's low budget today, five to 10 million. Yeah. That's like double A to triple A low budget. Yeah. It's Blumhouse films. But you still have like, yeah, of course you could do Avengers for 150 to 300 million dollars. I think the last one was like almost 500. I'm being subjective. Yeah. I, I don't remember how much that costs. So you also have to take into consideration tax credits because in some for states sure. they're huge. Yeah. Like in they're like 35%. That's why they shoot most of the Marvel yeah. movies in Georgia now. So you can get like 35% well, of your budget off. Yeah. Massachusetts is getting a lot of tax breaks to uh, movies. They are. We're getting five new shows. I can't tell you which, that they're getting five new shows, TV shows coming to this. We? Year. We? You and I? Yeah. The state. The no, state. I know. <laughs> yeah. Including, I can say this one because I know it's coming back, is Smilf. It's awesome. What is Smilf? Oh, you gotta watch it. Oh, Showtime? It's so good. The, the hot sister from Blue Mountain State. She's playing an abandoned single mom. Oh, I didn't know she's trying to get. Oh, she. I saw her mixology. Yeah, she's Love in Blue mixology. Mountain State. She's the cheerleader sister. Huh. Yeah. I don't think that's got ruined for anybody. There's no NDA for this. The whole season is her <laughs> no, trying no, no, to get some. It was announced already. That's oh, the only one yeah, that's announced. That's I can't tell any of the other ones. Yeah. Mm, he knows secrets. Yeah. Dude, I can tell some of the places around there where they shot. Like it's on Selfie, Dorchester, Hyde Park, places yeah. like that. I'm trying to get on that one. Thank right you, now. The Departed. It was you that made the state still a shithole. <laughs> so where we leave off? Scarry to the scene. The jaw scene. Just for no, 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 no. The ambush. The yeah, well, just got ambush jaw scene. Yeah, the ambush jaw scene. That's what oh, I'm okay, about. okay. We're saying yeah. that's the jaw scene for oh, some. Oh, okay, gotcha. So everybody dies. Um, except for obviously Josh Brolin and Alejandro. Um, I glasses get shot. He's alive. Glasses right? get shot. And he's, we alive. Think he's alive. Um, he's alive. He's later. Josh Brolin gets shot, and he's like, uh, oh, fuck it, whatever. He doesn't feel pain. <laughs> he literally never. I yeah. love. Oh, oh I love um, that. He's just like, I'll need stitches tomorrow too. Oh, the girl escapes. <laughs> yeah. She runs away. So stupid. My one plot hole here is like, we got how many cars <clears throat> that still work? Two or three. You got how many guys? That There's only off? one car that doesn't work. Right? Their car. Yeah. Everyone else was just shot. How long does a shootout happen? Minute. <clears throat> Where? How far could she have gone? 
Yeah. She got very right. far very quickly. She got very fucking far. Far enough to where they couldn't see her on the horizon. So. Yeah. That was a little bit of a small and plot. reached but, another road. But, like, not yeah. so far that Alejandro didn't catch up to her within 15 seconds. But, like, it was weird that Josh Brolin, who's, like, this calculated, like, to a, to a T, everything's done correctly person, that he was like, oh, you go fucking find her. I don't give a shit. Well, originally, no. He was going to have the whole team follow her. Yeah. But Alejandro's like, nah, oh, see you later. See you guys at the border. I got this. Either way. Which makes me wonder what his hidden motives were there. That he was so willing to be like, I'll deal with her. You guys go. They, good point. they could only go with her. She was the reason they were going. Josh Brolin should have known if that was the case. Josh Brolin should have known, like, hey, Alejandro's going to go fucking kill Reyes without our permission because that's exactly what he was going to do. Yeah, I could see that. Taking yeah. her, bringing her back. Mm. Lead into Reyes. So small plot hole there, but forgivable. Because when we meet <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even attribute that to being a plot hole. I mean, again, I would just attribute that to being the whole timeline and everything not really being organized. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. That yeah, does. you know what? And, I mean, there was just a gunfight. Yeah. But the problem is, like, when we're watching a movie, we're not in a fucking gunfight. So we see it and we're like, plot hole. So I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if I... Uh, like I said, it was forgivable. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I like this movie so much, I didn't care about those things. Like, if I'm still enjoying a movie, and there's things that happen, like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you sweep them under the rug. Whatever. I think a lot... Of, I think every plot hole in these movies are forgivable, because we so desperately want answers. Yeah. I want answers so much more than I want to shit on this movie. Like, yeah. I want to tell everybody that watches this and listens to this, go see... Go watch Sicario. Go watch Soldado. And... Please, dear God, support this because yeah. I want. I want a third one. I want a third one. I want a fourth one. I want an eighth one. I don't give a shit. This Cloverfield's it until the day Is we're it? dead. I just want answers. Yeah, and I'm hoping that Hopefully. all the answers will be in the third movie at least. Yeah, that weren't answered in the second movie. Yeah, because if they delay it again, I'm gonna get a little mad. Yeah, I think that like the way that the second one was done, the way the director set the second one up, he basically backed the third act, the third director into a corner. He, like the third director, either. Do you know the he, third director? Well, no. no. Well, maybe. They could pull a Star Wars and just get Dennis back for the third one, like how Star Wars is getting on. They might not, because that's how the producer. The producer very much came out and was like, I don't want the he same director. He definitely wants all three done. He wants ones. all three done by different Because, I mean, I feel like that would wrap up the storyline if you get the same director in the third as was in the first one. You know what I'm saying? Well. I don't know. Maybe the writers are the same for all two or three, but the director is definitely different. Yeah. So obviously the way it's going to be shot is different. The story maybe is not contingent on the director. I just looked up Sicario and saw that there was a 1994 film called Sicario, and then I realized that it's just another language and that Sicario yeah. is a pretty common word. Yeah. It just means like <laughs> assassin or something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but anyway, where we, where we left off. So the girl runs away. Um... Josh Brolin goes back to the base, talks to Miss Lady. Um, and what's Joker her name? From Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, I thought she was bad in this movie. I'm not gonna lie. Who? Joker from Full Metal Jacket, Secretary of Defense. Oh, that's her name. Bitch. Tell the uh, the leader. Yeah, the Secretary of Defense. She. I can understand where she was coming from, but at the same time, like he should have just pistol whipped her. I just, I, <laughs> I just for me, that lady. I saw bad. I just didn't like. So the bad and get very out. good. Such a jackass. What's her name? Maybe she's meant to be Catherine unlikable. Keener. She's generally really good, but like... I lo- she's not a bad actress. I mean, she's... 
But like some of the scenes with Josh Brolin, like it just like it, like the the chemistry wasn't there for me. I just feel like it wasn't it wasn't like a scene for me. It was it felt like you know when I you know I I, I do film so like I I see like uh for example when we have a scene in here and we do like a like a like an actress come in and they do their their scene in front of the green screen um, for like an acting class and and that's kind of like it, it didn't seem like it was out. It didn't seem like it was their best take. Yeah, that's 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 my thing. I mean, maybe I can counter that, but her her entire role in this movie can be summed up by the way that she just dismissed the terror attacks. Yeah, like in her one sentence where she's just like, "It doesn't matter anymore. It's it's not the narrative. They're from Jersey," and it's like, "Did you just fucking end a storyline by saying Jersey?" Like really? I thought her writing, and that says everything about who who her character was to this. Her writing could have been a little bit more powerful. I feel like she was more to Josh Brolin than they actually ended up telling us. Didn't you feel that? Like I felt like she was someone that Josh Brolin has been working. Either, like he's dealt with her either either many times had a relationship with or well, worked heard. with her for a long time. I kind of got the implication of like a disconnected long term relationship. Yeah, you don't think they were dating ever? I don't think so. I don't see that. I, I see that I, at all. I got like a weird vibe, but I don't know if it was just me not understanding this way the scene was written or that. I, I couldn't tell. I don't see that. I mean, I don't see that at all. In her position, I mean, she gets so many jobs and things that she has to do where yeah. Josh Brolin's position usually doesn't move on to another job until his mission is completed. Yeah. Where she was just so quick to be like, all right, well, this one's done. Yeah. That's enough of that. Tie tie up the loose ends. Yeah. Things like that. But Josh Brolin wanted to see it through, but he still followed orders. Yeah. Yeah. So we go from... So we definitely go from the scene, the Jaws scene, Jaws 2 scene, um, to... uh, Let's not go into the nitty gritty of exactly what Alejandro does. It's kind of a waste of time, but... But since essentially he just like he holds Isabella up, Isabella up, until he can figure out what the hell to do. Finds out their mission's canceled, and then we get to the part where he has to try to cross her back over the border. A thing well, I don't understand. Well, wait, before that, oh, we, he gets shot. We meet the no, deaf he doesn't, guy. doesn't have him. The deaf guy that that brings him in. The, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, and we but, have that moment where he he um he's has he knows sign language, and he pretends to the girl that like he knows sign language because of his deaf daughter. But we never find out if he actually his daughter was actually deaf or if he just knew sign language because he was in the military. His daughter was probably deaf. Yeah, think so. that didn't really. Yeah. Now that was set up to make it. Yeah, you're he, thinking too much into that. I think. Yeah, he, he knows it because of his deaf daughter. I'm, they talk about it. On the first I just one. didn't think. I understand why the the that entire scene was important to the narrative. It just it was just kind of there. It was just well, draggy. I liked it because it no, showed a different side of him. I think it was there. Mm-hmm. To give the girl clues to who Alejandro really was. Like, when he first did sign language, she's like, okay, why? Obviously, why, why she's, like, notice? figuring it out. Like, as she's going along with Alejandro, she's picking up these things and eventually ties it into him being the lawyer. You're, you're, you're probably right about that. Yeah, you're probably right about that. That makes sense. Because the entire time, she's trying to figure it out. And, and and then eventually she kind of does, and then he kind of just spills the beans. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. he doesn't care. Well, no, because I think he. I, I'm trying to like think in my mind when he decided that he was going to bring her back to America. 
or anywhere. He was just trying to get her out of Mexico. Like, I don't know where in his mind he thought that idea in. I think from the very beginning, he always knew that's what was going to happen. Because, again, he's doing this mission with Josh Brolin. Yeah. But he's doing it because it helps complete his mission. So he's going to see this through no matter what, I think. Yeah. They tell him the mission's off. He's like, all right, well, do what you got to do, but I'm going to go bring her back. Yeah. This all makes me want to talk about the ending so badly. <laughs> it's 850 more questions on the table. So re- <laughs> so so Josh Brolin then, he gets the tip from the, the deaf guy, um, goes to try to bring uh, the immigrants, goes to join the immigrants that are bringing into the U.S. from the cartel and being transported in. And... Um, they get put on this bus. The little nephew, Miguel, notices that he knows this guy. He saw this guy in Texas a couple weeks ago. Points him out to his cousin. His cousin goes out there and says, you know what? I, I believe him. And he puts him on the van that he's on, or the truck that he's on. He gets held up. Um, they take the girl away, and they, you know, they plan to do whatever they plan to do. What do you think they plan to do? That's a thing. Give her back for a reward. I don't even think so. I think I think they were gonna no. kill her eventually. Why? I don't think they were gonna kill her. It's money in that. They win the money for all for themselves. Well, do we find out which cartel they're part of? No. Probably Madame Morris, I would guess. So this whole like I guess, but we don't we don't even know that they're part of one at all. They could just be just assholes. Oh, they have to are. be part of one. Some something dealing with human trafficking in Mexico that has to be a cartel. And if it's not, the cartel is going to take over that. It's weird that we call that human trafficking because, like, to them, it's just immigration. To Americans, it's like that's well. With those immigrants, is also going to be sex slaves, drug mules. Yeah, uh, it's all part sure. of human trafficking, which is the most luxurious Ooh, crime sure. right now. Yeah, luxurious. Yeah, for the people. Oh yeah, they get paid. No, I'm just. They get paid. <laughs> we saw traffic. All right. Yeah, Fuck yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah, God, uh, go watch that review where I say it. Talk about our long neck for about twenty minutes. This movie was better about traffic <laughs> than, than traffic. That's your. Wait, traffic ass. was about trafficking. Apparently, traffic was about human trafficking. Yeah, a thing you didn't know until it nearly ended. And piece of and shit like, music video. They had like a little montage of like this is how this movie got funded because they should they told about they at the end they were like they showed here's the issue we're having with uh, the trafficking situation like the text like the sad text this is happening now Fuck in that America. Movie. Fuck that. Yeah, movie. that's how it got funded. That movie. I don't care how it got funded. It just it made it past post and that Fuck pisses you, me Dwayne, off. Dwayne, whatever your name is, director. I hope you never direct again. <laughs> Nice um, music video, bro. <laughs> she was like R. Kelly trapped in the goddamn desert. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I hate this movie so that movie so much. So he gets uh, the same treatment. He gets you know bag over his head, whatever. They kidnap him. They bring him out to the middle of nowhere. They try to get this teenager to shoot him. Kid can't do it. They kill him, um, which pretty much shows how realistic cartels are. Shitty people. You know, I thought that whole thing was a ruse. Like, I thought they did take him out back. Yeah. But watching it, when he, when they actually put the gun to his head and saw the way he reacted, I was like, all right, there's no way this is Alejandro. I don't feel like he would really care that much. Like, react that way to it. But you, I was thinking the same shit. And then I was like, 
But how the like is he David Copperfield? Like how did he switch? No, not that he switched. I oh. thought that the other cartel did it to try to get the true story out of the girl. Like I just read way too much into it. I was like, oh. all right. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're like, all right, where's this guy really from? Yeah. yeah. I see your point. They didn't delve into who he was at all. They just felt like they they were very Mexican cartel. They just, about they it. just like, accepted the fact that he said that. He worked for her family. She was like, oh, I hired him to be my dad. Yeah. He says he works for your family. Oh, he does? Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And that then they just, place. that's when they decided to kill him. That's why I thought they pulled the old bait and switch. Yeah. You know? I could see why you thought that. Yeah. They didn't. I, I was thinking that, like, it can't be him. Like, they didn't really just kill him off. And then I was thinking, oh, it could have just gone through his li-. Like, that's... I when I saw where him. it entered, I was like, all right, I mean, you can survive from that. He's, he's got to yeah. hurt. So his teeth give, are going to be all fucked up. To give away that crucial element, which leads to the ending, Miguel um, is not a bitch and, <laughs> and presumably kills Alejandro, shoots him in the face, ends up going through his cheeks. And, uh... We think he's dead. We don't know yet. Um, but obviously he's alive. My perspective, I thought he was dead. I didn't look at his I, cheek at all. Like, I, I thought he was too, but like, like how are you going like, to kill off? Y'all are fucking nerds. That? I was hoping he wasn't dead. The whole time I was like, they're really going to fucking kill this guy off? Yeah. The coolest character in the movie? I thought they would because... And I was like, movie- all right, he's not dead. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah. yeah. Like, just hoping in the back of my mind. Right. I accepted his death as... Like, I accepted his could be death is death because this movie doesn't seem like it gives a fuck about any character like true but where does it go if he dies this is all stemming from the fact that I don't think like I know instinctually that Alejandro is the protagonist but I don't feel that he really is to the story I think Matt's the protagonist I'm wrong but it's just how I feel I think you're wrong only because I think Matt represents one side of this like huge force of power that's fighting against, um, what's her name, uh, Catherine Keener's, the U.S. government's force of power, fighting with Mexico's uh, cartel's force of power, and then you have Alejandro in the middle of it and is like, I'm going to do justice. I th- think this stems from the fact that I don't really care about Alejandro's story arc. I do care about it, but it's yeah. not what I'm interested in after seeing Soldado. I'm more interested in, like, whoa, whoa, Matt, what are you doing? Like, where do you come from? What is this? Are you, like, I just want to know what Matt does, why he's important in this think, world. I don't think they're ever going to resolve yeah. I don't think they care like I care. No. <laughs> I care about I, that. I don't think they thought about it yet. Yeah. I think their main objective here is just to fall, like you said, Alejandro's mainly the protagonist. It's definitely his I might, I might think that Daddy Brolin is um, important just because he was in Deadpool 2 and he was Thanos. Like, I mean, he's definitely had a good year. Like, in 2018, <laughs> I'm looking at Josh Brolin. Oh, probably his best year. Yeah, this I'm, is a really I'm good I'm looking year. at Josh Brolin in 2018 much, much differently than I would have looked at him in 2015 when Sicario came out. Of course, yeah, I only yeah. met Sicario a couple weeks ago, but... I think he was in... Wasn't he in No Country for Old Men, yeah. too? Yeah. I didn't and think of him at all. Well, that's Goonies. way bad. It's like, we was a kid, right? <laughs> Watch it every year. Yeah. I don't care. Just done is that your drive-in. Christmas movie? No. I just, <laughs> I just love it. Sloth is great. <laughs> Baby Ruth's a pretty good. Truffle Shuffle. Jesus Christ. Booby Twaps. I miss the Sandlot. 
It's a good movie. It still exists. <laughs> I miss it though. <laughs> I want an adult sequel with another big dog. You, do you want like a high school? No, just the same cast right you? now playing children. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Have you seen the guy who plays the catcher? What's his name? Yeah. He... Oh man, he's ugly. <laughs> Sorry, man. You're great in whatever roles you choose to take. He's great in the same. He chooses to yeah, take roles. That's it. Yeah. He probably gets forced he's in the roles. Freckle ass. Yeah, I mean, he's not a bad actor. It's just like he's ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I, don't, I don't know. We get to the sound. I stay behind the camera, so you can call me ugly if you want. <laughs> We're not behind the camera right now. <laughs> um, so, so we get to... Okay, so... Where do we leave off? I'm getting they shot they the don't kill him. Um, but they do. They don't. Um, and then we end up following um, the... So the girl is with Brolin now. And they are ambushed again. Right? How does Brolin get the girl back from that scene? Oh, because he put the GPS tracker on her shoe. Oh, that's right, show right. him so getting her back? I Yeah, they kill everybody. Yeah. With the two helicopters. They yeah, with the two helicopter scene. I just yeah. forgot about that little scene. Yeah, and that's, big and scene, that's where but... Josh Brolin disobeys orders and decides he's going to bring the girl back. He killed everybody. Because, <sighs> I, I, I mean, even, even one of his team members were like, all right... She said tie up loose ends and he goes like, oh, not this time. Don't forget he leveled that truck of child soldiers like it was nothing. Yeah. That, that was, was pretty beautiful. enjoyable. Well, I mean, that's what Thanos would have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would have killed one. His inner five of, ring. One this. of two. One of two. He would have made the others his slaves. Oh. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he kills everybody. He kidnaps the girl again. She's back in his costume. Well, this time he's saving her for real. Yeah. But does she want to be saved? She definitely wants to go home. She wants to go home, but he ain't bringing her home. Oh, no, I think that she is what she's she, doing. She, she goes to witness protection. Remember, yeah, he calls he calls uh, Catherine Keener and says she's going to witness protection, yeah. whether you like it or not. Or he tells he tells his team that. He tells well, his yeah, team that. Yeah, that's what he tells his team. Oh, because, yeah, because what's his name? The glasses guy goes, what the hell are you doing? We can't do this. And I was yeah. like, she's going to witness protection. Yeah, I remember his wording was just something like, fuck, she's going to wear witness protection anyway. Yeah. And that confused the shit out of me, because Matt doesn't seem like a character that cares at all. I don't know. None of these people care about children. They prove it over and over and over again. And yet they, some reason, care about Isabella. So she must matter greatly to the next movie. I think it's because Matt still thinks Alejandro is dead at this point. And he's so pissed because, I mean, back when she said tie up loose ends, that meant killing Alejandro. And he's like, I've worked this hard to create him. Yeah. And you're going to kill him. So he thinks he's dead. And that's his big fuck you to her. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, killed Alejandro. You're probably right about that. It's purely petty. Yeah, that's what I think. Purely petty. Could be. I don't know. Because he he doesn't regenerately have a heart. Oh, no, he doesn't care. That's what I mean. He (laughs) usually follows orders, gets things done. Yeah. But here he's like, all right, you killed Alejandro. Well, I'm, I'm going to do what you didn't want. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed very uncalculated. Like, I'm not sure why he did that. And, of course, this goddamn movie doesn't explain why he did that. No, I mean, um, maybe, maybe they and will. And will it I ever? Mean, you never know. I mean, and then we find out Alejandro is actually alive. Um, pulls off the bandage, rolls over in a really awkward scene where he 
undoes his tie with the the dead teen's belt buckle, which me and Taylor were laughing must have been like ridiculous to film. Like 40 takes of him just rubbing his arms on some teenager's nuts. Hopefully it was a, <laughs> hopefully it was a dummy. I said the same thing. I was like, yeah. I yeah. mean, because if not, I mean, enough friction's eventually going to cause something in a teenage boy. I mean... Yeah. Josh Brolin was paid well. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah, was paid well. How in the fuck did we get here? Yeah. Anyway, he escapes. His shackles, he, he ends up stealing the, the green car where the, the dead people are, are or whatever. Um, steals the car, dr- uh, drives, and, and you know, is, is all fucked up. Um, is trailed by, it looks like just a couple of random gangbangers, and he tosses yeah, a grenade in there. That was so good. That was pretty so enjoyable. badass. Yeah. He's all, he's falling over, like, <laughs> he was just, uh. And then he pulls over, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to die here. And then he doesn't die, he's like, oh, I guess I'll keep going. Yeah. That was that was pretty cool because it, it showed that like his wound what like his wound wasn't necessarily fatal but it was definitely you know, the, oh he, he probably lost so much took blood half at his goddamn point. teeth out yeah oh sure. yeah he, he he's got no molars it was gruesome <laughs> good, good great special effects by same the way. that was that was awesome like the way they did his makeup oh, imagine him choking on that blood throughout all the takes oh, man. that would have sucked yeah oh and then and then the icing and the cake one year later. We sh- we come back to the restaurant where Miguel, the little boy, he's used tatted to, up now. He's all tatted he's got up. That he's got that neck hat. slicked back. The little boy and uh, Alejandro surprises him in the in the break room or, or the the manager's room. Yeah. And says, "So you want to be a Sicario?" And then we end the movie. I hope he fucking killed that kid. I don't. No, he definitely hired that motherfucker. I think he hired him. They too. definitely did something along those lines. <laughs> But what definitely frustrated me most about that was like, why did that get tied? Not up, but, you know, loop one. I got loop. Well, because they were following the kid the whole movie, and he didn't die, so obviously he was going to be a part of the next. That's a weird, that's like a strange answer, because like, the movie follows a Again. lot of characters, and that one gets sort of loosened, uh, tightered. Again, know. now that kid is clearly part of one of the cartels. Yeah. Maybe it followed him the whole time because eventually it's going to lead back to Alejandro's story and getting his mission accomplished. Mm. Like he sees this kid as his way in, maybe. You know, maybe. Maybe that's what he sees. I mean, because otherwise, why again follow this kid around other than. But I like, I very much question, like, what's his relationship with Matt? Does it exist a year later? Does he just still pretend to be dead? I don't, I don't think Matt still. I don't think Matt knows he's alive. I think Benicio del Toro, uh, Alejandro is going to be mad at Matt for not going with him, through and basically telling him he can't, you know, he can't help him. Yeah. Over the border. Oh, I don't think he was that no, mad about it. No, he said right there, he's like, "All right, do what you got to do." I don't think he held any grudge with him during that. You could see. I think I was reading like his eyes in that scene to see if he held any like hate. Yeah. Because he's such a good actor. Like you, you can just read faces in, in a movie like this and yeah. just kind of like have a sensation of what he's supposed to feel. And I don't think, like, he genuinely is just like, this is how this industry works. You were told to do a thing, and if you don't do the thing, you're more fucked than I'm fucked. Well, I think he's still going to go after Reyes still. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I think, what, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, the other and, brands. And for some reason, though, I, I feel like there's going to be a conflict between Matt and Alejandro. Like, I feel like Matt is going to be hired by the U.S. government 
to have something to keep Reyes alive. I think alive. Um, unknowingly there may be a conflict because I I do think he thinks Alejandro's dead. Yeah, yeah. He definitely must think he's dead. I don't think if he finds out he's alive, he would want to hurt him. Doesn't seem in his favor. No, because again, he created. It could tie. I think I'm, I'm with him on that. It could tie into. If there is another movie and that's the conflict and those two are not on the same team, Alejandro and Matt, um, maybe they interject, but yeah. probably not. Yeah. I'm not really sure what a movie three could even be after seeing what movie two is. Yeah. Movie two is not at all what we thought movie no. two would be. Not even in the slightest. So movie three could be about Bugs Bunny. I don't, I don't know. As long as the cartel's involved. So... Final Elm. final say on Sicario 2 Dia de Soledado. Soldado. I definitely recommend go seeing it. I'd probably give it like a probably like an eight out of ten. I mean as long as you ignore the little things and just focus on the action, having fun. It's definitely a very fun movie. Yeah. I definitely feel that that it's you you have you should see one. You oh, should yeah. you should see Sicario. We said it so much, I can't say it. You should see Sicario, not because you need to see Sicario to understand Soldado, but just to to understand what the hell we've been talking about this whole time. Um, it it stands up. It's a great movie. I think it does what it's supposed to do. I, my, I said at the beginning, my biggest gripe was like Sicario one's third act of heaviness was Soldado's entire movie. The whole movie was just like suspense, 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 or resolution, you know. So, eh, not not even nitpicky aside, it's just a great movie. Uh, if you're willing to have the conversations like this, um, I probably don't want to give it a, okay, like an eight, maybe a set. I give it a seven because I'm so fucking mad. I have so many questions. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that you've got to see Sicario One because that's what made this such an enticing series for me in general. Probably the only reason I was so excited to see the second one. Um, so definitely see the first one and give that one a 9 out of 10. Um, yeah, the first one. For sure, I 9 out of 10. the first one. Yeah. No, a 10 out of 10. Uh, Not I, even a 10. 10 out of 10 is tough. I, 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 I'm reading Fight Club right now, which in, in, book, in book terms, I give that a 10 out of 10 because that is some real crazy, that's some like real deep writing. I can't read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at all? You can't. I, um, I mean, I'm willing to give Sicario one a ten for what it is. I don't give of all the movies we've rated. I don't give movies scores based on like the arc of every movie we've ever seen. I just give yeah, it. And yeah. It's in the universe it exists in. Was it a piece of art that did art well? Yeah. And objectively, Sicario one was like. Yeah. I think Sicario one did did for action movies what it deserves. Like it. Yeah. Owned, it owned what it was. Nine out of ten is usually like the highest I ever give. I don't usually give ten out of ten in general because. Mainly because, like, someone, no matter who's watching the movie, so everyone different. Everyone that's watching the movie is going to be different, and I don't think for everybody, it's anything is going to be a ten out of ten. So I think I most think, people thought Sicario One was like maybe a five out of ten because of Kate. And I think like a lot of people think this movie is like a five out of ten because of so many loose ends. And they didn't get it. Yeah, they're not looking at it through they the same light. It. That's also yeah. why like, I don't really like number scores that much, but. Yeah, you know, if you're asking me my score, I'm giving it yeah, a score. Yeah, for me, I'd usually give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Like, yeah, we're yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. or not. Uh, 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 see it or don't. Uh, see yeah. it or don't. Yeah, like a see it or don't. Yeah, that I, makes I sense. do. I do ratings. Yeah, so let's change it up right now. Let's go back. See it or skip it. See it. 
See it, skip it, or wait. Right? Like, wait, don't see it in the theater, wait. Oh, see it. Oh, see it in the theater. Yeah. That's a weird see one. It. We won't always do reviews while things are in theaters. <laughs> yeah. See it. I'll see give, it. I'll, I'll give Sicario 2 a letter grade of 8.5, but I will say see it in theaters mainly 8.5. because... Where is that on the alphabet? Yeah, you said letter grade. What? Did I say letter grade? Yeah, you said letter I, grade. I'll give it a number 8.5. Grade. <laughs> number, number grade is 8.5. And, 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 and I'm the idiot who can't read. <laughs> Fuck it. We're doing burrito scores now. Taco is a one. Oh, no. man. Get that burrito bowl going, boy. Burrito bowl's a 10. So, so yes. Extra corn. Go see it. A lot of cool stuff. <laughs> a lot of cool cinematography. Um, and Sicario 3 should probably carry out a lot of questions, hopefully. It won't. It's going to answer a lot just, of questions. I only had one beer this time. Sicario 3 will be like five. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's podcast. Um, tune in on Thursday where we're going to review something. There's like nine movies in theaters. We're screwed. Just let me know which one. I'll watch it. All right. I mean, I kind of want to see Incredibles 2. We're not reviewing Incredibles 2. It's Plastic a little, Girl it's got a that fake late. booty, though. You heard that. Fake booty? Thick Plastic booty. Girl got that thick, thick booty. booty. <laughs> it's all the talk on the internet. I don't give a shit about her thick booty. <laughs> it was that. We'll see you next week. Or this Thursday. I'm sorry. Whatever. You'll um, see us. All right. We'll, we'll be back. back.